Welcome to Geeky Dads, talk about geeky things. I'm JJ Johnson, and joining me back on the show today is none other than Josh Smith. Josh, what's going on? How's it going? I'm glad to be back again. Well, I appreciate you coming back on, and uh, before we get started, Josh, you have a new YouTube channel you've been putting up. What, how many videos are you up to now? Uh, I just hit number 11, actually. 12 will be coming out um, on uh, in January here, and just it's been going really good, you know, figuring out how to how to market a little bit better, you know, figuring out YouTube shorts and things like that, but still having a lot of fun and uh, still learning how to record better and trying to get better each episode and um, just telling stories through Minecraft. It's a lot of fun. Yes, and it's a fun, it's a fun uh, watch and enjoy what you're doing there. Al, everybody can find you at Disco Man Studios. Is that correct? It's uh, If you go to YouTube and search for Mr. Disco Man, all right, all right. Now, everybody go over there and check that out. Uh, I want to let you know that today's episode is sponsored by Wiccan Sarcasm Candles. That is my wife's candle company, full disclosure. You can go there and get all your bookish and geeky candles that you want, and they have some great Wednesday-themed candles right up. So just wiccansarcasm.com. All right, so today... Josh and I are going to be talking about Skyrim. Are you ready, man? Oh, absolutely. You introduced me to this this game. I had, uh, I think it was Breath of the Wild. And I said, hey, what do you think of this game? And I just kind of threw it out there because I was looking for another open world game like Breath Mm -hmm. of the Wild. Dude, you have not played Skyrim? I was like, no, I haven't. So, And then, of course, we did our top five video games on my top five i did it yet but i i will put it in my top five now yeah i always bounce between like what game do i always come back to for those lists i think yeah i was on that that list and skyrim took number two for me just because i'm a little bit more into minecraft at the moment and skyrim is coming up on 12 years old which is pretty crazy yeah that, that's that is insane because and, and there, there are certain things, obviously, that are a little limited that you can tell. But the graphics itself hold up pretty pretty good, and so does the story. Yeah. You know, one of the and reasons... Go ahead. I was going to say, I'm, I'm a pretty big Bethesda fan, which is who makes Skyrim. Um, you know, I'll, I'll probably... One of my quests, I'll probably talk just a moment about Fallout 4, which is another open-world game by Bethesda. Um, but here... Sometime in the next several months, they have um, Starfield coming out, which, I mean, if you've not seen anything on it, JJ, or, or l- the listeners, it, it looks like it's a cross between Skyrim and The Expanse. Nice. So sci-fi, open world, hundreds of planets to go visit. It looks ridiculous. Now, that will only be available through Microsoft, is that correct? Uh, well, no, I think it's coming out on the PlayStation and stuff like that. I know they didn't they didn't do exclusives for this, but I know it's coming out on the Xbox and PC for sure. I'm a PC gamer, so that's yeah. I'm kind of holding holding back some funds for that game when it when it finally releases. Yeah, I've heard a lot about it. It's been years in the development, and mm-hmm. I'm very uh, just kind of checking it out when it. So, mm-hmm. all right, so we're gonna talk about 
our top five quests. Now, one of the things I love about Skyrim, and I love epic fantasy. And so this really kind of hit all my geek button. Mm -hmm. <laughs> just the different things I could do. So let's talk about our top five quests. Let's just go from the bottom all the way down. Yep. What's your number five? Sure. So Skyrim for sure was one of those games that hit, like you said, so many of just the magic buttons for me. Um, immersion, you know, you, it feels like a living, breathing world. There's animals running around, there's bandits, there's people just going from A to B. Um, and probably one of my favorite things in the game is that you can own your own home and customize it. And this was one of the DLCs called Hearthfire. And I'm going to count this as my top five quests or the num my number five on the quest because I think you had to go do some things and go gather resources and things. But man, I loved being able to customize a home and decide if you wanted more trophy space for all of your stuff that you've been finding or if you wanted to have a forge or a wizard's tower and things like that. I, I spent countless hours customizing my home. Now, I mentioned Fallout 4. And Fallout 4 came out after Skyrim, um, and they took the whole customizing your home base to a whole other level. And so it just makes me so much more excited about what Bethesda is going to do in the future. But I really enjoyed Hearthfire. All right. I have not done that, qu that quest yet, so I may have to go. So, And, of course, you can't adopt any kids because you can adopt kids in the Skyrim. Mm -hmm. And you can't adopt any until own your own home so yep all right my number five is the oblivion quest now this is the quest where you to find the vampire cure all right so let me tell you let me put it to you like this josh <laughs> i started in skyrim i really what i was doing yeah. i hadn't watched a lot of videos on it um i'd watched like maybe five minutes of the opening sequence and i'm not gonna spoil this i'm just gonna play Somehow, somewhere, I ended up, something happened, vampire. Nice. Now, I have no idea, but it got annoying after a while. Mm -hmm. And so I looked up and I said, how do you cure vampirism? And I went on a quest called, I had to, I had to go, and what I like about this is, it's nothing's ever easy in Skyrim either. I had to go find, I think it was like a bunch of garlic cloves. Uh, I had to go nightshade. Um, you know, black blood grass shoots. I had to go get the, uh, the blood of, uh, I think it was a, a race or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. I had to go get the dust of like this most powerful vampire. I bring it all back to this woman, and then she takes like another two days to mix up this potion for me. See, again, you're having to wait, and, and then finally she gives me the the potion um, to really kind of you know cure my vampirism. And but what I liked about this is that anything that you do, nothing's ever easy. Like if you just if it's for yourself, nothing is easy. 
and you have to work at it. And I, th- I think that's a reflection of like real life, man. So mm. I like that because I feel like that, you know, that's how it would be in life. <laughs> you know, it'd take you a year to cure your vampirism and mm-hmm. the attitude. Man. Nice. Uh, so when I talk about immersion, um, so I'm playing on PC. JJ, you're playing on the Switch. Um, I think with the anniversary edition, like they, they introduced where the consoles could get mods. But one of the greatest things about PC gaming is is the whole modding community for things. And so I don't want to, I don't want to like, none of my quests are like mods or special quests, but one of the things that I did on my second playthrough of Skyrim, and yes, I've, I've, I've played through the game multiple times, um, was I turned off fast travel. And that seems like a complete waste of time and kind of dumb, but the mod also adds uh, carriages between each city. And so it kind of just makes it so hey, you need to get from city A to city B from Whiterun to Falkreath or something. Like, you got to hoof it. You got to walk. And I didn't mind it because, man, the the developers just handcrafted such an amazing world. And during one of these um, treks between cities, um, I came across a dead saber cat. And I was at first like, okay, these things are pretty tough. What killed the saber cat? And I found a second one right next to it. So I'm kind of looking around thinking what on earth is going on here. And there is an orc chilling here. So you go talk to him and, and he gives you a whole story about how he's uh, doesn't have any spouses anymore. Can't, can't be a, can't make more orcs. Can't be a chieftain cause he's too old. And he's out here after fighting in countless battles, looking for something that's worthy enough to kill him. And he turns to you and he says, did you come here to be my honorable death? And of course, you know, I'm a pretty tough fighter. And so I say, yeah, you know, if, if, if this is what you're searching for, let's, let's, let's get it on. And so you end up fighting this, this old orc chieftain and it's a pretty tough fight, you know, uh, as some of the fights can be, you can definitely take a few hits, but this quest was not on any to-do list. It wasn't, you know, on a quest board in some city where you have to go find this guy. It literally was, I randomly walked into this dude chilling in the middle of the, of a savanna, looking for somebody to fight. And it just was one of those magic moments of Skyrim for me where the, the developers who just took the time to say, Hey, I wonder how many people are going to find this guy. And they put it in the game and it just was just so awesome and so satisfying to be able to find little tiny clues and little quests like that. So my number four is the old orc. Nice, nice. Now, the version of Skyrim I have has all the mods already added into it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, you know, they have we have the carriages and stuff. I still use fast travel, but there's a lot of times mm-hmm. I like they screw the fast travel, and I like to just yeah. walk. So It's a very the, pretty game. Yes, yes. And so this isn't but to what you're saying. I'm so I'm on the main quest at one point. This isn't my number four. This is just kind of a folks, this is a side quest. <laughs> so I'm up there on the 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 mouth of the whatever it's called, the you know, the highest peak in, in Skyrim. Mm-hmm. And I'm the dragon I think it's called uh Aluden or something like that. Olden. Alduin. Olden. 
So I come across this chest and I actually met and there's mm -hmm. this, I like, He's raining down fire and all this stuff. And I, I come across this chest when I'm trying to like take shelter. The chest and inside is the master sword, the Hyloran shield and like the cloak that Link wears. And it's like an Easter egg. And it's only in the version that's on switch. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know me, I'm a huge Zelda fan. I've been playing mm -hmm. since the beginning. I immediately donned all that right there. <laughs> I totally geeked out about it, and I'm still wearing it right now. So nice. That to me shows the magic of this game. It just there's these little th hidden things, and no matter how many times. And this is what I love about storytelling, and, and is the way creators can just hide these things out there. And of course, this was this was happening back in the Atari days when there were Easter, Easter mm -hmm. eggs who created the game because they weren't given, you know, giving credits back then. But this is just the one of the things about gaming that I've, I've come to love. So, all right, my number four is a quest called Unearth. Now, on this ship, and you have to go to the island, which is like a whole nother world map, all right? Uh, it's called. I'm horrible with names, folks. Mm -hmm. So, you know what I'm talking about? The island I'm talking about? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I actually never okay. really did any of those quests. So, so I, I I went on this quest because a guy at work who plays Skyrim told me that this is where you could find a ring. Mm -hmm. And so, as I'm on this quest, I come across this guy named Rollis, and he's trying to excavate borrow and he's trying to find all these archives and you know artifacts that are inside and he's like give me five thousand well the crew all ends up getting killed by these dungers or whatever you call them you know the those pain in the heel half the time and so you have to go in and clear it out come out give him a couple more thousand well then that new crew gets killed and after a while, you start to think, this guy's scamming me. This guy's scamming me. But inside, the only reason I went and found it, you can find the uh, the boots that allow you to walk on water, and but there's a ring of arcana in there. Okay. And inside and that ring, when you're wearing it, it gives you a new destruction spell, which is the ignite spell. What this allows you to do is to basically use... You can shoot like fireballs or shoot bolts, breeze lightning or whatever, and mm -hmm. ice. And that, you know, you can do that from a distance. And so I kind of like that spells one destruction spells because I can get back and kind of, and magic's how I, I like to fight most of the time. Mm -hmm. So you can fight from a two, and it, it, it's just a lot of fun. It gives you a lot more versatility in the game in some ways, but you can back from this guy um at the end you can either kill him or you can make him sort of like a companion that follows you around and mm. i it's the quest simply because all i was after was that ring and i may go mm -hmm. back now that i actually have more money because you got to keep funding mm -hmm. yeah so, so now that i have more money i think i'll go back but that's that's one of my favorite quests just because it got me something that was 
game. There was like a reward for the quest that I really enjoyed. So I gotta nice. go with that. Unearth. Nice. Uh, so the way that I treat most video games that I play is I charge in uh, full, you know, full on Nord. Uh, you know, the character that I played on my first run was a Nord. I like Viking kind of stuff. And so I absolutely uh, was drawn to the companions uh, in White Run. You know, their their house is like an upside down long ship. It's just super cool, you know, into the whole Viking theme. And I got my favorite weapon uh, by following through all of that quest chain. You know, I don't know if we're going spoiler free here or not, but, you know, if, if uh, you haven't done the full companion storyline, you know, I mean, the game's 12 years old, so I don't know who doesn't know these things, but uh, absolutely loved that storyline. Uh, it definitely helped me not get vampirism as I played the game, hint, hint. Uh, but but after a, a significant event that happens in that quest storyline, uh, you get the last piece to this axe that um, I think Koldak, the head of the companions, had been searching for. And you get this really awesome two-handed axe. And that's that's basically, that was my main weapon for most of the game. Was I took this axe and I just charged into battle and heavy swung it at anything that moved until nothing was moving and that's kind of how i played skyrim but i highly recommend my number three which is the companions quest line i i think the it's called uh this last one when i looked it up it was called glory to the dead so great viking vibes and if you're uh, into melee weapons not magic side then absolute must for your skyrim yeah, and I gotta admit, my number three is also on the Companions Quest. Nice. Um, that you're talking about, I love mm -hmm. that. That weapon is yeah, one it of my. Looks super cool too. Oh yeah, and if you, you know, when you level up, and if you've leveled up on your two-handed, oh man, that weapon damage. Mm -hmm. On my my part of the cam Companion Quest is the fact that. You get to become a werewolf. Mm -hmm. during the so I love this because you can come, you know, it gives you the ability to change into a werewolf. And there was one word out of my mind. And I just long day at work and I just needed the kids were in bed. It was about nine o'clock. And so I just started like changing into a werewolf, going in the villages and slaughtering them. Village. <laughs> I don't know why I enjoyed that so much, but I had a blast doing it. And here, as long as you don't, they don't see you change into a werewolf. They have no idea you're the werewolf. So yeah. if you, yeah, if you come back, you know they don't know into it. But I had a blast, especially with the certain, you know, the uh, the soldiers and stuff, because you can mm -hmm. roar, they'll turn around from you and you can jump on they're like mercy mercy i submit and you're like nope. <laughs> and then you can feed on them and so that was one of my favorite quests and uh is being able to do the companion quest so that i could turn into a werewolf and vampirism i'm have no interest in curing my werewolfism <laughs> <laughs> yeah there wasn't really like a whole lot of negatives to being a werewolf 
No, not really. Not really. So. Um, yeah, so the whole uh, mechanic in the game where, like, if somebody doesn't see that you did it, then, like, like, you know, you can get away with it. Have you ever put a basket on a shopkeeper's head? No, I'm going to have to go do that as soon as we're done here. <laughs> Maybe they patched that out of the game, but you can take a basket... Like you know, you like pick up items and move them around, and you can, if you put it on their head, you can steal whatever you want to. They don't see you do it. Really? Yeah. Huh. So good luck. <laughs> uh, so my number wow. two is sort of the um, not antithesis, but sort of the opposite end of the companions here. Uh, one of the the DLC is called Dawn Guard. And they introduce a whole vampire faction to the game. And I can remember doing this and, and having already finished the companion storyline, I, I was still a werewolf. And I remember walking into the main vampire castle and just getting the comments like, oh, you dog. Oh, it smells like wet wolf in here and all these things. And it just was like, again, very immersive because it was like, hey, they see this thing about me and they know what's going on. Um through the Dawn Guard DLC, they introduced some new armor, some new weapons, and things like that. Um, they introduced probably my favorite companion or follower that you can get in Serana. Um, her voice acting was just done really well. Um, I really enjoyed um, all of the storyline that they have you do. But there was one piece of this Dawn Guard um, quest line that you do where you go after um, a magical bow. I think it's called Ariel's Bow. And you're walking across this frozen lake at one point uh, to get to this bow. And the ground starts to rumble and shake. And all of a sudden, a dragon comes bursting out of the frozen water in front of you. And I was like, whoa, that's so cool. And then a second dragon breaks up out of the water. And I just remember this moment of like, oh, okay, this isn't just a... Uh, that was a cool moment and this dragon came up no 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 i have to fight two dragons now and i'm scared and there's no cover and this is going to be fun and i just remember very vividly that moment of how awesome it was just it crafted such an epic fight between these two dragons and little old me i think serana was with me there might have been another follower at that point too but just one of probably my favorite fights in the game just fighting these two dragons on this frozen lake. Just very, very great moment. Nice. I have not done that quest yet, so I think mm. I think it's on my list. It's I want to do so. The bow is pretty cool. If, if you shoot it up into the sky, it rains down like light arrows from the sky in an area, so you can do damage to vampires. Nice, nice. I, I'm gonna have to check that one out. So that one, it, it is on my list. I just haven't. Done. Nice. All right. So my number two is the Dark Brotherhood. Hmm. Uh, this is the, the where you basically become an assassin, mm -hmm. and I I like this because it 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 to sort of increase my sneak. Um. Mm -hmm. But I mean, you had some pretty tough assignments in this you know that you had to go do and you got paid for them obviously but there was one i had to basically kill a bride uh who was a bride to like a lord or something you know on her wedding day 
and mm. on a back right in front of everybody and got away to get out of the city. That was one of the toughest ones I think I did. And of course you had to right. kill the king. You had the emperor. Um, that was a tough one. But I like this because, you know, I ended up becoming the, the lead, the head of the you gain some, you know, companions like Cicero, who is just an annoying, obnoxious little punk. <laughs> he can fight really well. And of course you get the horse uh, that you can you can have and on as long as you're wearing the dark brotherhood armor but one thing that i i liked about this is it forced me to go another guild and that was the thieves guild i it's not mm -hmm. on my list it's not on my list of quests that i enjoyed but bounty on my head mm -hmm. there was no way i could have paid it off and so Sometimes the only way the is to join the Thieves Guild. <laughs> so, but I like the Dark Brotherhood. I thought it was a fun quest. Uh, I like their little hot. Um, I like some of the story that was involved with the Dark mm -hmm. Brotherhood. I, I gotta go with that. It was my number two, Dark Brotherhood. Nice. I actually never did those quest lines, which is crazy. Um, but yeah. I started some of the Thieves Guild stuff. I never did any of the Assassin stuff yet. Yeah, they're both. Um, they're so both. I'll... They both have good. They nice. both have good bin. So we're on to number one, huh? Yeah, number one. So I've already admitted that I went full Nord Viking, and so at one point, and I don't remember if this was part of the main storyline or how I got to this point, but. Um, in Skyrim, you know, they don't, there, there's, if you follow the right quests, there's some politics going on in, um, in Skyrim and the empire is here trying to have, keep control where the rebels, the locals are trying to, um, reestablish their Jarl, uh, with storm cloaks. And so of course, at one point you have to make a choice. Are you going to support the Empire or are you going to support the Stormcloaks? And so being the true Nord that I am, I chose the Stormcloaks. And there's a moment in that quest line called the Battle for Whiterun. And the city that you, you you know, Whiterun's probably one of the first big cities you go to. You end up doing a lot of quests out of Whiterun, so you, you frequent it pretty often. But in this quest, gone are the peaceful guards and the empty battlements there's siege equipment sitting outside of the city there's a whole, a whole army charging the the gates and it just was this epic moment where you're running and there's 20 other viking nord dudes running alongside you and you're trying to get into the city to go try to take the city back uh for the stormcloaks and it it's one of those moments that has a permanent change in the game because the old jarl is no longer uh, over the city and it it belongs to um can't think of his name but the the stormcloak leader and it just was one of those moments that was super cool because it just was uh, the two armies clashing and normally in in skyrim it's you and a companion and then you know a few others but this was you know literally like dozens maybe even hundreds i don't remember but dozens of of characters 
all fighting in this big pitched battle. And it was it was one of my other favorite moments. Uh, really, really enjoyed that quest line. Just some really cool stuff out of all that. Yeah, I the Civil War quest of uh, of Skyrim is epic in in so many ways. Mm-hmm. I joined the Stormcloaks as well, and mm-hmm. part of the is because at the very you're sitting in a cart and you're going to be beheaded, mm-hmm. and well, the people that are about to behead you are the Imperial. So I decided since well they wanted to kill me at the beginning, screw them. <laughs> you know yep. I'm gonna. Rebels. Now, one of the rebels in your is actually, you know, the head of the Stormcloaks. Mm-hmm. And he gets a little cocky. Sometimes you can't kill him. But if you're a vampire, which I was, you can feed off of him. So, <laughs> <laughs> that was like my revenge, you know. Remind me not to get on your bad side. <laughs> So yeah, I totally, I totally fed off of him one night just because, just because he was a pain in the rear and he was asleep. So, <laughs> all right, a little different. It's a, uh, it's a little side quest that's called the Book of Love. Hmm. Now, why I like this because you have to, it begins when you go to the I think it's uh, in Riften. There's a temple, the Temple of Mara, and Dragonborn is basically. Um, you know, this is this is basically a quest given to the Dragonborn. And the the priestess is there, and basically, you're trying to ask for the blessing of Mara, which I don't even remember what that. Is. Um, she basically gives you a quest to go help a farmer fall in love, and then after that, you gotta go find people who are struggling to have a relationship, mm-hmm. maybe, and then you end up. At the very end, going and finding these two souls who have passed away, and you help them reunite in the afterlife or whatever. And the I like this so much is you know me, I'm a huge, huge Will of Time fan, and, and as you as you are as well. As I liked about the Will of Time is how it affected so many people within these neighboring villages. That, that were going on you had so many and this to me really kind of it showed me how epic this game is because these are characters that have nothing to do with the main quest have nothing to do with the civil war farmer sitting here wanting to fall in love but he can't he's being denied and to me it just kind of opened my eyes to the game really was this is one of the it's like the third or fourth quest I did. Um, but I had a great time doing it because it rewarding really for me at the end, except for I think I got mm-hmm. this. I think I got an ambulance at the end. But it was just, it kind of, because everything was still small at this point. And I had to go to these places on the map. I couldn't fast travel because I never, you were talking about, you had to just walk and walk and walk and walk. And as you walk, the further you walk, the more you come across. And the more you're just like, this game is huge. This map is huge. Mm-hmm. So I think for me, I, I I still remember that there wasn't a whole lot of significance to the quest as far as the game itself. 
But it's just mm-hmm. kind of one of those that showed me that, you know, even these little characters over here to the side that you think are unimportant, they're pretty important. You know, they're affected. Mm-hmm. So it makes me respect the creators a little yeah. bit on a, on a different level because, I mean, put this game together, put all these stories together. It just, it blows my mind how they were able mm-hmm. to do this. Those are my top five. Um, yeah. I think that as far as games are concerned for me, uh, edging out Breath of the Wild just a hair, mm-hmm. partly, because, partly because I feel like there's just more story here in Yeah. Wild. So. And what's cool is this, it's like it's found story. It's not follow these breadcrumbs to all of these points story. Like you said, it's, that yeah. some of these quests were, you know, I, I can imagine a developer thinking, oh, wouldn't it be fun to write this story? It has nothing to do with anything else going on, but we're going to put it in the game because it's interesting. And and it it gives such a great immersion to the game. Um, <clears throat> and I know you haven't played it. I don't know if they have it on the Switch, but Fallout 4, I wasn't really interested in it because I'm not super into the post-apocalyptic. I know that's a little bit more up your alley. Um but they they did the same thing with Fallout 4 that they did with Skyrim. Great writing, amazing quest lines. And that's got me extremely hyped, and I'm trying to temper it. But I think Starfield's probably going to be an amazing game. And, you know, maybe we'll listen to this podcast here in a year, and I'll be completely wrong, and the game's trash. Maybe not. Um, I, I think Bethesda does a good job, and their writers are very great at what they do. And Skyrim is just a testament to the fact that it's an almost 12-year-old game and people are still playing it and still developing mods and writing stuff for it and still finding it for the first time. It's, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, and we know, you know, I watch a lot of YouTube videos of people who play games and stuff like that. Um, that's primary my YouTube nowadays. But it's amazing how many YouTube videos are still putting out by channels People just playing Skyrim for the mm. and it, time. It's still relevant, and I think that's I think that's the signal of, of when a game is good, um, or when it on culture. Um, I haven't played um, Fallout partly because it's not available on the Switch, and I don't do P. I may have to get into that one day, but uh, I like you. I'm very excited about Starfield. I'm hoping it comes out on the Switch. I'm hoping that. And they'll be available. Um, if not, I might have to get a PC and play it. But um, I'll build you a PC. There you go. See, because <laughs> I have no idea what to do when it comes to that stuff. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh man! Well, Josh, episode you and I have been planning since last summer. So yeah, um, we you know I'm not even done with the game. I'm I'm still six or seven on quests left on the main quest i just keep coming back to it when i get bored with other quests but um i saw a spreadsheet one time of all the quests in skyrim it was like a, a complete list and uh i think that it was, like, it was an excel sheet it, it came out to like over a thousand lines wow. uh just different quests so that that right first of this game really is so um it's one of my favorite fantasy games, um, and I'm I still playing it here. Eight, 
So, I mean, every two or three times a week, you know, if the kids have gone to bed, I'll go in there, even if it's just for 30 minutes, you know, digress the day and, you know, chill for a while. So, mm-hmm. but Josh, it's been great having you on. Yeah, thanks for uh, having me. Everybody, we want to thank you so much for listening, so so much for uh, tuning in and listening to us geek out, you know, random things from time to time. <laughs> Until next time, this has been JJ, this has been Josh. That's a wrap.